Hey, welcome to the Lyric House Church podcast. Our mission is to host a house for him. Join us on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. for our live service. Make sure to check out our Facebook page for details about upcoming events and information on our small groups that meet throughout the week. Thank you for being part of our broader community, and we hope you enjoy this podcast. Um, if you haven't realized, we don't have kids' church today because our kids' leader was sick. So our kiddos get to hang out with us today. Yay! Stop booing. Um, so we get to... I think that's awesome. We should actually probably do this like once a month. No! What? <laughs> You guys hanging out with us? <laughs> and all the parents that have little kids are like, no. Oh, it's okay. We're a family and we will hang out with each other. We'll hang out with each other's kiddos and it's okay. Like it's if they make noise, do. if they skip around, if they talk, it's not hurting anything. It's not hurting anything. So, um, nice. Uh, so we want to welcome Tiffany. If you want to come on up here, it's just something in the name. Something in the name, don't you guys think? You can't forget yeah. about Randy. So, Randy, are you? Do you want to come up with her? He's yeah. First. Okay. Yep. He's coming up with. He's coming first. Uh, yeah. We. That's opposite. Normally, I go first, so maybe well. I just don't know how to do that. Um, this is Randy and Tiffany Thornton, and we've known them. Gosh, I can't even figure out where. I mean, 2016. Did we actually meet? Maybe. 17. So our kids went to school together at a, at a the private Christian school outside of town. And, but it's really just been within the last year or two that Tiffany and I connected. And um, we, she had just randomly kind of came to women's group and just a couple times. I mean, it was, I don't even know, was maybe, I don't even know if she had been there um, more than once before this moment, but we were kind of all getting together and praying with each other. And I sat down to pray with her and to talk with her or something, and she started speaking in tongues. And I was like, this Baptist girl is speaking in tongues. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> She's, I, we're, and then I feel like that's when we became best friends. But I don't know. Like, maybe you weren't ready for that. But um, it just, it just, it just um, really. And Tiffany came home, and she'll like, she's like, you'll never believe it. You'll never believe it. There's another one like this. <laughs> There's another They're one. out there. <laughs> And I, that might even be before church started. I don't remember. Yeah, I can't I remember. But anyway, um, I love her heart. Like she, they just, um, just run the race like we do. Does that make sense? I mean, they just, they love the Lord and it's all about the Lord. And I'll let them talk about the ministry that they have and they, and they're, they're doing something. There, there's a purpose in this. And, and Tiffany was like, Hey, we want to come and, and share, um, some things with your church. And I was like, if you come and share, you have to preach. So, um, and she said yes. And she, if you guys seen her a couple months ago, and I know what it was about a month or so that we were out at family camp that she got to leave a mess, give us a message out there as well. So um, we are going to let them have the floor, and if you guys need us, we'll be around. Okay. <laughs> All right, good morning. Um, I opted to go first. Um, I'm going to give you um, kind of a a brief testimony and a little bit about myself and what we do and why we're here this morning. Uh, my name is Randy Thornton. Um, I'm 41 years old, and I am a child of God. Um, the Lord has blessed me with a wonderful wife and two awesome kiddos. Um, and about 10 years ago, he started changing my life, 15 years ago probably, um, I wasn't, I was always a believer, but I wasn't a follower. Uh, I didn't live my life for Christ. Um, so he came into my life um, 15 years ago, really just uprooting everything. I was at our church in the front pew. I started praying for, for God to use me. Um, I would give it all to him if he used me. I wanted to do his will. I was tired of the just going through the motions, going to church, and then going to work. I'm a plumber by trade, so construction life, people that do construction, you, you, you almost got two identities when you get in front of people. But I really started praying hard, and he sent me to men's encounter um, <laughs> about seven years ago, and I went kicking and screaming. The devil 
devil was using everything he could to get me not to go to that weekend. Um, I remember sitting in there, and this was when they first kind of started going with that ministry, and there was maybe 850 men there, a small gathering. <laughs> I was scared to death. Um, but these men, they worship like I've never seen before. But I wasn't receiving nothing that weekend until Saturday, uh, a gentleman named Chad Sullivan got up there and started sharing his testimony, and he started talking about taking kids hunting and fishing, and everybody in that room disappeared. I could, I could hear Chad speaking, but I also could hear, this is what I want you to do. This is what I have for you. And that was the first time in my life, 100% without a doubt, I knew what the Lord wanted me to do. So I went home, told my wife, what I think we should be doing, what the Lord has for us. And shortly after that, we started this Central Missouri chapter for Hope Outdoors. So what we do is we take people living with disabilities, um, terminally illnesses, medical illnesses, or just going through a rough time in life. We take them out hunting and fishing across the United States. But during these trips, we pour into them. We show them hope. We show them that they belong, that they're no longer bound to their hospital rooms or their, or their house, and they can break those chains and that they can do activities like we do. And we show them that we see them, and most importantly, that the Lord still sees them and that the Lord still has a purpose for them each and every day of their life. And we get a hunt and fish while we do that. How cool is that? That that used to be my identity. I farmed, I hunt, and I fish. And God had a plan from the get-go of how he was going to use that in, in my life. But I got comfortable with it. That's what we do. And my volunteers, I think, I don't want to speak for them, but we're all comfortable with this ministry. It's just we just flow with it now until last spring. God started showing something different for me. I went to a, um, a prayer and worship service at our church. We go to a New Life Fellowship, and I was sitting there one Wednesday, and this verse popped out of a TV screen. We got TVs like that, and it was Proverbs 16:9. The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. And I had no idea what that meant. But when I say it popped out of that TV screen, I mean it popped out. It was it was in my comfort zone. It was almost where I had to kind of step back so I could actually read that verse. But I didn't, it, it didn't click with me, and I just carried that verse with me. Then the next Sunday, our Sunday school teacher started a study on God's vision, and another verse started coming out, and it was Isaiah forty-three nineteen. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Like, cool. Um, but I still wasn't perceiving it. But that followed me for weeks. I was a three-week study, and it was, I am doing a new thing. But I still couldn't perceive it. But it was me. I had a wall up because I was comfortable. I didn't want to do a new thing. God had transformed our lives so much, I didn't want another change. I was finally settled in. But it wasn't until I started praying again for God to use me and my family. Let us do your will. Then I seen it. I was leaving church that Sunday, and it was one of those days. I don't know if you all have these days, but I look at my wife. I'm like, oh, what a blessing. Look at my kids. What a blessing. Go down the road. You see the trees, the skies. Everything's just in harmony. The world's going 90 to nothing but you're just slow pace. And I was heading home, and I, I took a, a unique phone call from a lady. Got off the phone with her, and, and I was at um, 131 and 0, and all I wanted to do was go home and mow my yard. And usually it takes me about an hour to mow my yard, and I'm usually getting with it, trying to get it done. And this time I just wanted to put my headphones on, listen to my music, and just enjoy the day. And that's what I did. I went home put my music on, started mowing, and the download started. I call it God downloads when he gives me a vision. And when he gives me these visions, I get emotional. I've tried to rebuke that. I'm a man. I don't like being emotional. But when he gives me a true vision, I bawl. 
and I was mowing my yard, and he played this whole event out in front of me, and I was bawling like a baby on that mower. And I got done, I pulled in the shop, and my wife was standing there, and she doesn't usually greet me when I get done mowing with a glass of iced tea or nothing. She's usually inside. But this time, she was out there, and I was like, okay. So I got off the mower, and I told her. I, I said, told her what happened, and I said, you know, I think we need to do a camp. what I'm talking about. <laughs> so I told her we need to do a camp and she just got that smile on her face and said, okay. I'm like, cool, we're doing a camp. So the next day I, I go to work and I, I call a camp and it was Encounter Cove. And they are the ones that put on Men's Encounter Ashes Beauty. So that's where it all started for me, and I told them kind of what happened on the mower, and they was like, we'd love to have you. So we started planning, and that's what we're going to do, and that's why we're here. That's why I'm here to kind of tell you about what we're doing. So we're doing a camp, family camp. It's called Camp Hope at Encounter Cove. It'll be July 25th through the 28th at Roach, Missouri on Lake of the Ozarks. Now, this camp through the years, I've got to talk to a lot of families, and they've, they've shared with me that, their kids necessarily never get to go to camp because they can't drop their kiddos off. And there are some other camps that have family camps, but they're super expensive. So we're going to make this a reality for a lot of families, hopefully. Um, we are looking to take 100 families, so roughly 400 people at this camp that we're going to call participant family. So 400 people. And with 400 people, that's going to be a lot of volunteers. Our vision is that each participant child will have a para or a buddy with them. So we're looking right there of 100, 100 volunteers on that. Plus, we're going to need we're going to need safety team teachers, people to give sponsors um, sponsorships, people to give testimonies and stuff like that. But the way this camp is going to be set up, the kids portion of it's going to be ran like VBS. Then the adult session, and this is where the Lord's really, really pushing me towards um, is to be involved with the adults. Uh, me and my wife want to pour into the adults at this camp. But we're going to run that like Men's Encounter and Ashes to Beauty. Then there'll be plenty of fun activities on the water in between sessions and off water on that. The cost of this camp, usually if you've ever done anything with us, we do everything 100% free for these families. We have a lot of great fundraisers, sponsors that support us through the year, and we can cover all the costs. But this camp has got a hefty price tag of $88,000 on this. Um, that's a little much for my pocketbook, but it's nothing to the guy upstairs. It's where we've already raised $25,000 roughly, so we got a good start. But we've kind of had some meetings, and, and we're we hate to do this, but we are going to charge people on this event. Um, $88,000 sounds a lot, but if it's 500 people being at this camp, so if you break it down, it's $176 a person. And that's including their, their room and board, the meals, the lifeguards, everything like that. So it really is not that much. But we're going to charge families $200 a family. That's not per person. So if you're a family of three, it's $200. If you're a family of 10, it's $200. And we, we have a, a saying that with our chapter is nobody is left behind, and we're going to maintain that. So, And we do have families that can't afford that $200, but we have families that can afford more than that, and they've said they will be willing to pay more than that, and we have sponsors. So we're not going to let money stand in the way of somebody knowing the Lord. Volunteers, if you're a single volunteer, so if you're the only volunteer going on this event, it's $200. If you're a family volunteer, and we have one family, I think, has seven kiddos, they can't afford $200 a piece. They're also $200. It's all going to work itself out. Um, so what we need, just to recap this, we need prayer, lots and lots of prayer on this event. This is a, a pretty big event, and I know nothing about a camp. I don't know why God put this on my lap, on my mower, but he did. I was not a kid that was raised in church, so when I hear all of your stories about BBS and how awesome that was, I don't have a clue. Um, I started helping with BBS several years ago, so I know that aspect, but 
the Lord's been to a lot of VBSs. He's been to a lot of camps. He knows what he's doing. And I know he's going to put people in our lives that we've never met before to help out with this camp. So we need prayers. We need families. We need participants. We need the word to be spread on this camp. We need volunteers, and we need sponsors. And we need to end it in prayer. We need lots and lots of prayer. So that is what the vision is. Um, this will be July July 25th through the 28th. So if you guys would pray on this, and if you guys are feeling led in any way, shape, or form to help out or be a part of this, if you could let Tiffany and Jason or myself or my wife Tiffany know, we would appreciate it. Thank you. What's your guys' Facebook page so that everybody can follow it? I wish we would have had that up there. Is it? Um, I have two Facebook pages. One is just my name, Randy Thornton. Then the other one is Hope Outdoors Central Missouri Chapter. Okay, yep. And we have, and just to kind of um, make this more personal, we have families here that are part of Hope Outdoors and probably families that will be at the camp. Right, guys? Yeah. Yeah. everybody how's it going good 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 okay well I'm excited to be here um, I feel like I have way too much to say and I don't usually have lots to say so take a breath stretch we're shifting gears pretty quickly here so um, I just want to thank you for having us I am not gonna look at you because I'll cry because I'm a crier too so um, Man, do you guys understand, like, the rareness that it is for pastors to step out of their podium and give it to somebody else? Like, people don't do that in our culture, and I just thank you guys for always thinking more about him than you, and for always wanting to build up the family of believers in any way that God is calling us. Like, I've never seen such... I don't know, encouragement and gusto from anybody. Like, I just not quite felt that in my life. And, um, well, outside of my mom, because she thinks everything I do is awesome. But, um, but thank you so much. Like, you guys are a treasure. And this is so cool. A uh, little Southern Baptist girl bringing the sermon. So, hey, <laughs> who'd have thought? But, okay, so a little backstory um, about why I'm here. Um, I actually really, really, really love, 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 love to be used by God to bring a specific word to specific people in a specific time. Like, that's like my jam. Like, when I think you, gosh, she's great. Okay. Um, I just love it. And it's like, like, what are the odds that you knew that, right? Like, that's so cool. I love it. So I really, really believe that the Lord has given me a specific word for you guys here at Lyric House today. And um, it kind of started like, well, I didn't know it was for you, but I was doing this little like um, discipleship training class on prophecy. So um, being raised up in like a Southern Baptist kind of roots, like we hear the word prophecy, we really think Old Testament more. And so I was just kind of digging in and learning a little bit more about how God uses people who have the gift of prophecy. And so one of the like little training things was to just ask the Lord to give you a word and then put it in the group chat, and then kind of see what happens, right? So I was like, okay, Lord, give me a word. And I had the word trumpet come to my mind. Like, I didn't picture the musical instrument trumpet, but it was the word trumpet, T-R-U-M-P-E-T, -E bold, gold. It was so cool and clear. So I put it in the chat, and, you know, nothing. You know, they're like, ah, trumpets are great. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Moving on. So just, like, kind of back-pocketed that. And a few weeks later, I think I was doing your hair. No, I was in the car, and you called me. And they were just getting ready for family camp and setting up and um, seeing if we'd be able to come. And I'm like, man, we would love to, but we're slammed, and we might be able to make it one day. And she's like, would you bring the message? And I'm like, yeah. So I start praying and ask the Lord, what would you have me speak to the Lyric House at camp? And he's like, trumpet. I'm like, Yes, <laughs> like the Lyric House and trumpets, like it's so like perfect. I just like, you guys are such a house of praise and worship. Like 
I just can see like <laughs> how, how trumpets um, just speak to your nature. And I ask God to show me some things and I like just kind of playing with words and I'm like, man, y'all are trumpets of prophecy and trumpets of worship and all these things. And then um, God kind of took me on a different route. And so like he kind of cut that flow off. So back pocketed the trumpet again and I uh, spoke about something else that was really hard for me to talk about, but I did at family camp. And now here I am. <laughs> and God brought back this word trumpet. And so today I want to talk to you about what it means to be a trumpet for the Lord. Um, I want to pray really quick before we like get into the word, um, just because that's actually, ah, will you pray over me, babe? This is like the coolest part of public speaking is you make your husband pray over you. Lord, I just just thank you for this this day, Lord. I thank you for this moment. I thank you for this special lady, Lord. I pray that you just tear down and, and break any wall that, that might be in front of her, Lord, and just, just let your words flow out of her mouth, Lord. I just pray that you wrap her with the Holy Spirit, Lord, and that you just lift her up and let her know that you chose her, Lord that she is meant to be here and that she has a purpose and that's to shine your light, Lord. I pray that everybody's heart is open to, to receive your message, Lord. I just pray that you just, just keep the Holy Spirit flowing in this place. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. All right. So we're going to go um, old OT. Um, if you guys have your Bibles, um, you can go ahead and flip to Exodus 19. So... Um, Oh, where am I? Okay. Have you guys ever heard of the law first mentioned? It's kind of like the place in the Bible where you first see the word. And I just always think it's super fun. So trumpets, the first time you see trumpets is in Exodus chapter 19. And this is the, the setting is God's people being freed from Egypt, and they're about to meet him on the mountain. This is that mountaintop place where the Ten Commandments is given. And this is the first time you see the word trumpet in the scripture. I'm just going to start at one because it's like such a good, good chunk of scripture. So it says, On the third new moon, after the people of Israel had gone out of the land of Egypt, on that day they came into the wilderness of Sinai, they set out from Rephidim and came into the wilderness of Sinai. They encamped in the wilderness. There Israel encamped before the mountain while Moses went up to God. The Lord called to him out of the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob and tell the people of Israel, You yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now therefore... If you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession among all the peoples, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the people of Israel. So Moses came and called the elders of the people and set before them all these words that the Lord had commanded him. All the people answered together and said, All that the Lord has spoken, we will do. And Moses reported the words of the people to the Lord. And the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I am coming to you in a thick cloud, that the people may hear when I speak with you and may also believe you forever. When Moses told the words of the people to the Lord, the Lord said to Moses, Go to the people consecrate them today and tomorrow. Let them wash their garments and be ready for the third day. For on the third day, the Lord will come down on the Mount Sinai in the sight of all of the people around. I'm going to jump on down to 16. On the morning of the third day, there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud on the mountain and a very loud trumpet blast so that all the people in the camp trembled. Then Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet God, 
and they took their stand at the foot of the mountain. Now Mount Sinai was wrapped in smoke because the Lord had descended on it in fire. And the smoke went up like the smoke of a kiln, and the whole mountain trembled greatly. And as the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke, and God answered him in thunder. The Lord came down on Mount Sinai to the top of the mountain, and the Lord called Moses to the top of the mountain, and Moses went up. I love that this is the first mention of trumpets. Like, it's so cool because this is like God is coming to his people and the cloud and the smoke and the trembling. And it's just like, okay, yes, trumpets. Are you get, I'm like getting a little picture of what God's trumpets are. We are the people that proclaim the word. Like it's so cool. It sounds and then God's voice speaks. Like I just thought it was super cool. Uh, it's not at all where God's going to have us today though, but so, if you guys want to flip to Joel with me, that is where I have been for almost all of this studying. I'm taking my sweater off, sorry. Um, I can't remember when or why or what happened that got me into the book of Joel. Um, it's not a regular read for me. Old Testament prophecies are sometimes hard to understand, and um, this was no different. Um, I'm just going to read it. I'm gonna, not going to read every part of it, but I'm going to go ahead and jump on in here, starting in Joel uh, 1. And it says, The word of the Lord that came to Joel, the son of Pethuel, Hear this, you elders. Give ear, all inhabitants of the land. Has such a thing happened in your days or in the days of your fathers? Tell your children of it, let your children tell their children and their children to another generation. What the cutting locust left, the swarming locust has eaten. What the swarming locust left, the hopping locust has eaten. What the hopping locust has left, the destroying locust has eaten. Awake, you drunkards, and weep, and wail, all you drinkers of wine, because of the sweet wine, for it is cut off from your mouth. For a nation has come up against my land, powerful and beyond number. Its teeth are lion's teeth, and it has the fangs of a lioness. It has laid waste to my vine and splintered my fig tree. It has stripped off their bark and thrown it down. Their branches are made white. Lament like a virgin wearing sackcloth for the bridegroom of her youth. The grain offering and the drink offering are cut off from the house of the Lord. The priests mourn, the ministers of the Lord. The fields are destroyed. The ground mourns because the grain is destroyed. The wine dries up and the oil languishes. If you guys would hold on to that. The grain is destroyed. The wine dries up and the oil languishes. Um, jump to two. Blow a trumpet in Zion. Sound an alarm on my holy mountain. Let all of the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is near. A day of darkness and gloom, clouds, thick darkness, blackness is spread upon the mountain. A great and powerful people like there has never been before, nor will ever be again. Oh, man, this is terrible. Their appearance is the appearance of horses and war horses. There's rumbling, there's chariots. People are in anguish. The earth is quaking. The sun and the moon are darkened. And verse 12 says, Yet even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and with weeping, with mourning. Rend your hearts and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and he relents over disaster. Who knows whether he will not turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him? A grain offering, a drink offering for the Lord. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Consecrate a fast. Call a solemn assembly. Gather the people. Consecrate the congregation and assemble the elders. And it goes on a little bit more there. Um, I'm not going to lie. When I read that, I was like, what do you want me to say to your people? <laughs> I'm like, there's like fangs of lionesses and dried up grounds and mourning and wailing. They sounded the trumpet to consecrate a fast. I'm like, okay, 
I have to tell these people they need to consecrate a fast? <laughs> like, and I was just like pondering and pressing in and like honestly submitting to like, okay, Lord, if that's what you would have me tell your people, I'll do it. I'll be the girl that showed up and is like, y'all need to repent and y'all need to fast. <laughs> that's not what he was saying though. As I was listening and pressing in, I teased with Tiffany like, God showed me something so cool. The trumpet sounds, then God moves. Trumpets precede a move of God. All through scripture we see it. Whenever the trumpet sounds, something's about to happen. Trumpets are forerunners. Y'all are the ones that like just go running in while the fire is burning in the building and you're like, I don't know what I'm doing, but God told me to do it. Like, that's what you guys are. That's like who you are at your heart, right? He's like, yeah, we just go. Or like, Lord says, go left, I go left. Lord says, go right, I go right. Lord says, say this, I say that. It's so cool. Like, being a trumpet is pretty cool and like kind of terrifying for me, but you know, it's all right. <laughs> um... I, like, just love this. And even when we, like, that first one in Exodus, like, the trumpet sounded, and then God spoke, and then the trumpet sounded, and then he gave them the words, right? It's, like, it's cool. So um, I thought of John the Baptist, of course, because, like, when you're talking forerunner, like, man, like, John, he, he didn't care. He wore, like, goat's hair, camel hair, and ate strange things, and just sat in the wilderness, like wherever you would have me go, like that's where we're going to go. And you guys, man, you're just not afraid to sound different or look different. You're unashamed of the message that you bring. You just bring it like eggplant. <laughs> that's what I always think of. Like even when it doesn't make any sense, you don't fully understand it. You just speak the word that God calls you to speak. You boldly and loudly declare it, you fearlessly go in whatever direction that he leads. God says go, you go. God says speak, you speak. And other people follow. So one of the things that you guys have been declaring and decreeing for a while over our community is revival. And I felt like as I was thinking about you guys as a trumpet, the Lord was saying they have sounded the sound of revival. And we have heard it. Like, we've all heard it. My mom has heard it. She's like, what is going on? And Holden, I'm like, there's some people. There's some people that have gone before the Lord for a long time. You know, and you've talked about there's people before you guys came too that were just sowing the seeds of revival in this community. And I'm just like, so excited to be able to see it and be a part of it. Um, I, one of the things that um, God showed me was that um, forerunners also prepare. So John prepared the way of the Lord, right? So forerunners prepare people. You've been preparing people to receive the revival that's coming. And I did have like one caution for forerunners because sometimes... We don't always look the way that we thought it was going to look. And we, Tiff and I have talked about this. Just, like, this season of revival didn't look like what it did before. This wasn't Billy Graham crusades and salvations by the thousands. This wasn't a Zuzu Street revival and people were like, Holy Spirit, what? Like, we didn't know, you know? This has been different. We've seen it in different ways. We've seen it, I feel like I saw it first in the, the family. Like, I really started seeing the Lord, like, making husbands and wives, like, step out in ministry. Like, I never saw that a lot growing up. It was always the husband was the pastor and the wife um, played with the kiddos. And not to negate playing with the kiddos, but it was a very separate kind of a ministry. And I just, man, been seeing this unity in the home. And I know some of you have been praying for revival in your marriage. Keep at it because it's coming. I hear the sound. It's coming, right? Um, I believe um, that we have been seeing revival in many ways, but I want to talk about three today because God showed me these three. So I was sitting in that green chair, I don't know if it was quite right there, a couple months ago, and I was reading the book of Haggai. And in Haggai, these are God's people who have been so busy building their own houses, and the house of God has been laid in ruins. And he comes in and he talks of all this stuff about how they're, 
they're always fed, but always hungry. And um, they're putting money into bags with holes in the bottom. Like, they keep pouring in and pouring in, but it's never quite enough. And he says that there is a drought on the grain and the wine and the oil. And like Randy said, it was one of those where, like, those three words just jumped off the page. I'm like, what's with the grain, the wine, and the new oil? So, or the grain, the new wine, and the oil. And I started looking it up, and all through Scripture, mostly Old Testament, there's this grain, wine, and oil. And I'm like, what is this? So I had to check it out. And grain, well, the one I want to talk about today is, really talks about provision. Grain in the Bible is how they, it was their source of income and food and all of those things. Um, but in our country, there has been a major issue recently with financial provision. I don't, maybe not everybody in the room, but there's a strain. And it's like God's people are having to work extra on the job just to put the same food on the table that they did last week. And I think change is coming. I just believe it with everything that is in my being. There has been so much wealth given to ungodly people in our culture, and they're swinging it. And I'm just, I'm ready, man. I just think the tide is shifting. I'm starting to see people of God raise in the wealth, in the provincial financial area. I'm not talking prosperity gospel, God give me a million dollars. I'm saying God giving people, his people, financial blessings so that they can start swinging the tide in our culture, in our country, in our communities, right? So that the bank account is not ran by the enemy, but by God, right? I just, we've been seeing it, like, and it's this crazy promised land thing where it's not like things that we've earned, right? Like I've, we have experienced ourselves and are starting to see God open doors to things that we didn't build. When God's people went into the promised land, they had food, they had sustenance, they had all of these things, and God says a different people, not godly people, prepared this place that I am now giving you. Like, that's cool, right? But we got to check our pride because we'd like to earn it. So just, there's my caveat. Like, just receive what God is pouring into you because he wants to do this for his people. Well, he's going to, to for his purposes, but wine. This is my favorite one because I don't know why it's my favorite because it's really hard. But in 2019, the Lord showed me that he was going to pour out some new wine and I'm like, oh, what's new wine? Like new giftings, right? New callings, new ministries, but it needs new wine skin. <laughs> so back to that preparing, I feel like the Lord has been preparing the church to receive something new from him and it's not been an easy season. Change is hard. And we've walked through so much change, so much change. But he's been changing us so that we can receive what he's about to pour in. We pray for revival, we prepare for revival, and then we receive revival. Like, it's coming, church. Like, just open your arms wide. Like, I'm ready. Like, Lisa talked to me the other day, and she felt like the Lord poured in. We're always like, oh, take this, take this. And we're in the season where it's like, no, Lord, pour in. I'm ready to receive it, like, ooh, and if you're not ready to receive it, I'm going to keep praying for you, because it's hard, <laughs> like, turning an old wineskin into a new one is hard. The third one is the oil, and the oil always represents the anointing of God. There's been a drought in so many churches, and I know that you guys feel it every Sunday, but guys, if you go to someone else's church, or you go out of town, you go somewhere, and you go, and you're like, is going on? Where is the presence of God in this place? Like, where'd it go? Like, we know God's omnipresent. He's always there, but you could just, it's dry. There's been a drought of the oil, and we're seeing him just pour it out in little, little remnants, right, all over our town. We're just like, whoo, Lord, I just want to, like, sit in it, and I'm just so excited for what he is doing and what he's going to continue to do. Because when you read in Joel, we didn't make it this far, but it says in uh, chapter 2, verse 18, Then the Lord became jealous for his land, had pity on his people. The Lord answered and said to his people, Behold, I am sending you grain, wine, and oil, and you will be satisfied. There was one translation that said, fully satisfied.
satisfied. I was like, I love my ESV, but that was real good. Like full satisfaction in the Lord. He will revive all of these things and more. I know this was just what he was showing me today for you guys. And you really want to know how I knew for sure, for sure it was for you guys. I mean, there's been lots of things, but like, I don't know about your Bible, but mine's like, then I flipped the page. Joel 2, verse 28, <laughs> it says, and it shall come to pass afterward, after, after the drought, after the dry season, after the praying, after the forerunning, after the preparing, afterward, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. Even the male and the female servants, in those days I will pour out my spirit. Church, I heard y'all were studying Acts. And I was like, did, did he just do that? Did my God, Joel, like this is crazy. This old story that was like talking about lion fangs. And I'm like, what? So good. He's so good. His word is so good, and it stands the test of time. This word is alive, and it is active, and it is sharper than a double-edged sword. It is amazing that what spoke to those men and women so long ago speaks to us right now a new word, a fresh word, because we're a new wineskin, and we're ready for a fresh outpouring of God through the same God, because he's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. This God, this God that took this girl, this shy, quiet girl, and brought her here. This is crazy. Oh, my goodness, y'all. Okay, so I'm going to do something. This is my last thing I want to do. I want you guys to stand, because y'all are trumpets, man, and I'm going to speak I'm going to declare over you. I want you to receive all of this. If you don't feel like a trumpet, if you don't feel like you're running the race like our, your sweet pastors are, follow their lead. Follow. They're following Jesus. They ain't going to steer you wrong. You are a trumpet of God. You are a forerunner. You are being used to bring revival to your home, to this community, to our state, to our country, to Israel. Y'all, I read this before Israel got bombed. I read it again and went, whew, man. All right, trumpets. Here you go. Don't be afraid of looking or sounding different or behaving different or believing for things not yet seen. That's the substance of faith, by the way. Continue to proclaim the word of God in any way he tells you to. Shouts of victory, warnings of warfare, commanding walls to come down. Y'all, you know them trumpets blew before the walls came down. Proclaim it loudly and prophetically. You are the forerunners. You are the watchmen waiting like Habakkuk to see what God will say. Continue on the course. Revival has come. Proclaim the harvest of grain, new wine, and, and oil. We will see a revival of these things. Just like in Joel, there has been a drought of these things, but not now. New wine is flowing. Fresh gifts are flowing. Fresh callings are flowing. Fresh Fresh ministries, a fresh outpouring of God's anointing on his people. Revival is here. I can hear it. It's the sound of revival. So let's go, trumpets. <laughs> amen, amen. Thank you guys so much. Thank you so much. I pray that you receive all of that into every fiber of your being and that you walk out of here. <laughs> just ready to declare everything that the Lord has for you, that it is good and that it is true and that it is coming in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 During worship, um, you guys know I'm crazy, so I'm not afraid to tell you this, but during worship, I normally have my eyes closed, but like I opened them and I saw like just glitter. Did anybody else see glitter? Yeah, I, I'm the only crazy one. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but I saw glitter and I kind of blinked. 
And then I saw dust. So anyway, um, but it was, and then the Lord spoke that he was speaking to me about revival. And that's not really, like, I mean, we use that word here, like we talk about it, but it's not something that we're like all sitting around and like crying about, you know, like God sent revival. And Jason and I were just talking the other day about, come here, babe. Jason and I were just talking about the other day how revival isn't going to look like everybody clear your mind of what we think revival is like what we've seen in the past they're great it's amazing study it sure it's beautiful but clear your mind of what he's going to do because he's doing something new in this hour and it looks like this remnant of of just a couple of us in a room and we're we're giving everything we have unto the lord because then it's spreading like you guys have no idea what's happening and what the lord is doing and that was what the Lord was speaking to me in worship. He was like, this, this is it. Like, this is part of it. It doesn't have to look like us not, like we know revival, like nobody, it doesn't stop. Like you just keep going and, and day in and day out, everyone's like worshiping. I'm in guys, just saying, like I'm in for that. But it's not what it's gonna look like. And just this morning, what is about like, every time I'm doing my hair before church, the Lord is like speaking to me. Maybe it's cause I don't know why. Um, but I was doing my hair this morning, and the Lord, um, I don't know if you guys know, how many of you guys know of um, Bethel Church in Reading? Lisa. Lisa. <laughs> um, Bethel, Bethel is a church in Reading, California, that is um, responsible for a lot of the music that we know. Um, they, they, they had a church, they started a church many, many years ago, and then they started, they had worship, and so you guys probably hear Bethel on K-Love, or you may know of other songs that um, artists have, have covered, but they were Bethel songs, and um, they also are who responsible for our Sozo ministry that we do. It's Bethel Sozo, and um, Bethel actually started in a small town much like Holden, and we've had people tell us that have been here that are like, they that, that know Bethel, have been a part of Bethel, and they're like, this town reminds me so much of what Reading used to be like, and Reading was, there was a name, I can't remember, but it's something about, it was like Poverty Central or something, I can't remember, it was like named something, um, it was kind of a nickname for a place that nobody ever wanted to be, and when William was here, Poverty Valley, Poverty Valley. yeah, I think Valley that's what, William was telling us that he had been sitting with Chris Valatin, who is, Chris is their prophet, right? Chris is the prophet over Bethel, and um, he was just, you know, pouring into him and talking to William about what Beth, what Reading used to be. And when William came, and we've had so many people also say, gosh, this town reminds me of Reading. And so not that God is trying to do the same thing, but what it looks like and what I felt like the Lord was saying was that, that God is going to be doing something. And we've been kind of talking about this, but he just reaffirmed it this morning that there's people in this room that have been praying about starting a business and the Lord is saying that Holden will be full of Christian businesses. That is what revival is going to look like here. And so we want to encourage you guys in that. And I, I know the Lord has been, it had to have been that the Lord has been speaking to, you re to recently about buying property or about starting a business here in Holden and not being afraid or ashamed of the gospel, declaring this is a Christian company and not just having Christian, oh, guys, wearing a Christian shirt doesn't mean that that's your evangelism for the day, okay? Not just having Christian music on in your building and people come in. Know that it's wrapped and built around the presence of God. And if you're worried that people won't come, doesn't matter. He came. He's coming. Because you are revival. You carry the presence of God. Because Jesus is revival. His presence is revival. Yes. You are walking revival. Yeah. Yes. Yes. What's Be revived. Yeah. yeah. I, um, so the Lord was speaking that, that there's people here today even that are wanting to start a business. And I'm not trying... We know of some buildings that are available that we say the word and they're ours. I'm not saying I'm buying you a building. <laughs> what I'm saying is talk to us. Let's do this together. If the Lord is like, um, 
I, I, if he's been speaking and saying, start something in, in Holden, what is it that you want to do? What are you passionate about? What did you go to school for? What has he been, been, been teaching you in? Then we can get you in some places. We know of some places here in town. Like, let's do this together. Let's see. What would it look like, guys? What would it look like if all of, of our street, all of 2nd Street was a Christian company, a Christian business? They, would, they wouldn't be complaining about our Christian music that's playing outside. That's for sure, right? <laughs> <laughs> Not that we care. We'll do it anyway. Um, but what would it look like if someone came into the coffee shop and they got prayer and then they went down to the, the, the chiropractor who is a Christian and they are getting the Lord there and then they go to the thrift store and someone's talking to them there about the Lord and then they, they hop over to their insurance adjuster and he's talking about and he's weeping because he's been in his scripture. What would it look like if this is who we are, this is what we're doing? And so I want to encourage you guys in that. That the Lord spoke this morning that there's somebody that's wanting to start a business. Let's partner together. Let's get in a building. Let's get this done. Do it. Step out. And one of the scriptures, I don't know, like I was trying to get into church this morning, but I was wrecked and I just had to straight, I had to go straight to the room because I don't want you guys to see me. Um, in 1 Chronicles 21, 24, it says, King David said, I won't offer burnt offerings that cost me nothing. I will buy them for the full price. And David built an altar to the Lord and presented burnt offerings and peace offerings and called on the Lord. And the Lord answered him with fire from heaven upon the altar of burnt offerings. So I want you guys to close your eyes. We're almost done. God, we give you all of our offering. Here's our heart, God. Here's all of our offering, whatever it looks like. Here's our freedom, Father. Let us become what we behold, Jesus. It's you. Everything good in me and everything bad too, God. All, of, all the things that I've done well, but also the things that I don't do very well. God, all of it's for you. This is my burnt offering. We don't have to, to offer goats and lambs anymore, God. My offering is my heart. So come what may, God. Come and do what you need to do here. Come and start what you need to start. Continue, Father, what you're doing. If you call us to to start a business in Holden, if you call us to preach the gospel at Walmart, if you, if you get us into the schools, God, you have all of our offering. God, we are becoming what we behold. We're in the midst of it, Father. You have brought revival, and you're going to continue, Father. And we will be forerunners. We will be watchmen. We won't be afraid to be the trumpet, God. Yes. It's yours. All of this is yours anyway. Yep. We're going to love you in the process, no matter if it's hard, no matter if it's easy, God. This is our offering.